Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. It is me, Felipe, the Brazilian Dragon himself. I am not Sisu. I just watched Ryan and the Last Dragon, so that's all in mind. But we're here with another edition of Pod Talk Jam and Break, our high school musical, the musical, the series podcast. As always, I am joined by the big red to my Ashlyn. She is tiny, just like Larry Saperson probably is. He's probably like, what, 5'8"? At best, I would think so. Yeah, Caitlin's five three and a half. Um, I think I Ooh, three make sure you put that quarters. in half. Three quarters, I think. Yes. But yeah. Three quarters. Um, get, you gotta get everything you yes. can. And she's extra big red today because she's a little sunburned. <gasps> but yes, how are you doing, Miss Thing? So I got sunburned on the beach, and then I was a very bad uh, person because I made everyone wait while I was stuck in a snowstorm from driving from the beach back home. It was a really yeah. bad snowstorm. Yeah. You really tore Miss Bernadette apart. I really did. Yeah. But Caitlin mentioned it. We she we were on our way to the podcast, but we got stuck in a snowstorm. And we had this person, Triple A herself, <laughs> Jessica Frey, tow us out and get us to our tra- our bus ride to Denver that we jumped off immediately. Woo-hoo! Um, yes, Jessica Frey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. This is a good way to beat the Sunday scaries. <laughs> yes, exactly. Definitely. Um, yes, yeah, so Jessica, first of all, who are you? How are you? And what's your connection to High School Musical as a franchise? Um, <laughs> or what's your High School Musical origin is, story, I guess? My name is Jessica Frey, like you said. Um, high School Musical, the very first movie, came out my junior year of high school. So I was actually in high school, and I remember watching it thinking... You were the oh, same age of the characters in that first movie. <laughs> yeah, and I remember thinking, this would be kind of... This actually be a musical and then a couple months later go by and my drama teacher says we're doing high school musical and I was like wait what I'm like no way so that was my senior year musical so I got even more into it and it was a good idea because my drama teacher was like we're gonna make money and we sold out every single night yeah and so I think what you're saying here is that your drama teacher was Miss Jen and because mm-hmm. you were a senior at that time you were definitely the EJ Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I no, I was in the ensemble, so maybe like one of the background dancers. So maybe- no, you're a star. You're EJ. You're EJ. Take your EJ. Yeah. Yeah. No. I didn't have the. You were the Kelsey. The you were the playmaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did want to be Martha though, so I was like this is a realistic goal for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I did get to sit in that table when we did stick to the status quo. Love Ooh, that. Yeah. Love that. I think technically I was like one of the like weird goth kids in the drama audition (laughs) (laughs) that we got to do like the pantomime. So it was really fun. And the best part about the actual show musical is that when you're changing scenes, it's basically like an act, not an act break, but we use that to where we'd have passing periods. So we got to do a lot of improv. And we did a lot of inside jokes and we had teachers come on stage for cameos and the principal did one. So it was great. That's like yeah. a good thing. Cause usually in shows, it's like kind of awkward when they're trying to change scenes. So that's actually fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was really helpful for being in the ensemble. We're going to do fun things. Yeah. yeah. I would have, I wish I got to do a high school musical at some point in my life. Um, Caitlin, we can still do it. We can do an amateur yeah. performance in my backyard one day. Perfect. Yes. Just um, do a Zoom then- performance. 
honestly, I'm here for it. The Brazilian Dragon musical, once a year, we can do it. This year, High School Musical, because it is the year of the Wildcats. What role, what role would I get? Who would be the teacher to decide the roles? Um, be you? you. You know what, Caitlin? I think, you know what role speaks to me from you? What? Ryan. <gasps> Ooh, that's unexpected. Actually, no, 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 sorry. If Wes auditions, Wes is getting Ryan. Uh, <gasps> yeah, so I'm, I'm taking you. You can be the Ryan understudy. Um, you can actually, you can actually be a uh, background, background character five. <laughs> Jessica can be Troy, Gabriella, or Sharpay. Her choice. You know what? I'm really? gonna make my own musical, and it's gonna no. Caleb's go gonna on the team night. Dad. <laughs> hey, he's actually pretty be, popular on TikTok. I yeah, I could be, I could be Troy because Troy always that struggle of choosing between sports and theater was also my high school experience because I did softball for like two years and karate and then I was like I really want to be in a play and then once I got cast in the first play my junior year which was Annie Get Your Gun that (laughs) um I basically like dipped out of softball because they weren't accommodating (laughs) wow we hate that (laughs) yeah let people follow their passions now Jessica what is your experience with the later high school musical like franchise stuff so the sequel the trilogy and then the series as well so I obviously watched like the second one the third one the third one I remember I actually came home from my freshman year of college and I saw it and I was like weeping because <laughs> I was also like seeing my friends for the first time from high school and then I've always like had the music on loop and then one of my friends is one is actually like in this series. So yeah. I was like, oh, well, of course I'm going to watch this. And also I'm a fan of High School Musical. So Yeah. Do you want to elaborate on who yeah. you know that's in this show? I know we talked about it on the last episode, but. Yeah. Give us the so, deets. Um, Carlos, played by Frankie Rodriguez, is from like Fresno County. I think it's actually at Selma. Um, but yeah, we know each other from like theater, like community theater. I think I first technically met him when we did a Vita and then followed up with Fame, where he was actually the lead when we did Fame. And so that was really fun. Um, but yeah, and so like that's how I know him. And like we spent two summers just like singing Legally Blonde and like going out to like Mexican restaurants and Jimmy's after shows. So I love that kid. <laughs> Yeah, it's so no, weird that, to like see him as Carlos. Like, wait, what? Yeah, he's he's like famous now, and like yeah, has... it's like so weird. Have you okay? This is I feel like Caitlin's number one question that she has for you. Have you ever asked him about the behind the scenes drama from this season with Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett? <laughs> yes. No, I mean like we've like kind of like drifted a little bit apart just because like he was probably just graduating high school when I was doing the community theater and I was like in college. So I haven't like gotten like any of the tea. <laughs> yeah. But... Would would you say though? Okay, so the his character in the show. Would you say that's at all similar to his real life personality or no? I think so. I mean, obviously, like Disney is like a very high end portrayal, and mm-hmm. I think he likes to do more like acting and singing. But it's really interesting to see him like doing the like choreography choreography section. But I mean, I think like it is you know pretty like relatively like similar like I don't think there's anything like starch but um but I know like obviously like with this episode like he's very comfortable like performing in front of people yeah (laughs) yeah uh I am excited to see his like character journey which like I had critiques on his character this this episode but like I think a lot of these young people well I think Frankie might be a little older than me but like all these all these actors are very talented um yeah yeah I feel like that's the thing like our critique is like like character but not the actor yeah. or actress and some of the like mm-hmm. like blaming that this we don't have to get into my fandom rants um i'm looking at you star wars but people <laughs> don't know how to separate the actor and the script and the story and that is not us we know how to separate that like we can be frustrated with the material that they were giving but we're not going to take it out on the actors because they do the best that they yeah. can um yeah like there's just some creative choices behind the scenes that like people can disagree and also we like it's not any individual writer like shout out to I believe her name is Ritza Bloom who wrote this episode I'm not blaming her either I'm because I know there's like the studio notes and the production notes and like there's so much that happens behind the scenes so um, I will say 
that Frankie did play Ryan in the children's musical theater production of High School Musical for like the high school kids. So interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's ironic. And now he's dating Sharpay. (laughs) (laughs) Much like Ryan in in some theater musicals. If they were cast as the leads. True, true. 100% was some sort of romance in my head. Can change that. Sweet home Alabama. Whoa. Caitlin's insinuating something that neither <laughs> myself or Jessica were. So if you if you have complaints yeah. at Caitlin, because as we know, she's homophobic and it's Pride Month. <laughs> she threw up on a pair of Pride shoes. Um, when yeah. I was drunk. Yeah. Um, if you, maybe if you had accepted that dollar that the lady tried to give you, you wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Um, but yeah so let's get into a recap of the episode so Jessica overall season two how are you feeling about it so far um I really like it I love seeing them do a different musical and I like the direction like thematically that it's going because we're gonna see a lot of different people getting the spotlight and kind of more stories based on like supporting each other so I do kind of like that. And I kind of like in season two where you get to like mix and play around with the people who are interacting. So. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Like I loved season one, but I'm glad that we're kind of stepping away from all the like overt High School Musical references. Like as much <laughs> yeah. as I love it, I feel like mm-hmm. it felt like it was bringing the show like, mm-hmm. like they were doing that a lot. And like there's Beauty and the Beast references, especially in regards to the show, but like, I do think it's good. Yeah, they it's went away from it. in its own reality now. Because I think if they want longevity with the show, they couldn't stick with High School Musical for that long. Yeah, um, exactly. I agree with that. Um, so this week, because of the nature of the episode, we're going to do our character journeys again instead of our plot by plot summary. But yeah, I guess we got to start off with Nini because this was very much a central episode for Nini. So Nini throughout the episode she doesn't want to go back to Denver but she has to because she has yak um, and then she gets caught in the snowstorm with Miss Jen and at the end of the episode she decides to stay at East High now Caitlin and I predicted this would happen by like episode seven through eight maybe nine at the latest I personally did not see it coming that she was gonna be back at the school because we saw it in episode two but there was a lot more telling and less showing of like the struggles that she was facing there besides the fact that she didn't want to go back and she missed her friends and like that one asshat teacher that we met um so i don't know caitlin or jessica do you want to do you want to talk about yeah this? um i just think that they could have maybe like had her in the school for at least one more episode and show more of her there um i thought it was a bit quick to have her already come back yeah and this is something that I've noticed with this season, and I don't know if I picked up on it or I'm just watching more critically because we're talking about it, but um, a lot of the episodes, they'll leave, they'll end up on a cliffhanger and then we kind of yada yada the aftermath. Like in this episode, like we get references to the Gina and Ricky thing, but I would have liked to have a conversation or see a scene between them. Um, and it just felt mm-hmm. like dumped right to this. Also, like before we go any further, we have to ask, was this on a Sunday? I think this was on a Sunday, right? They were in school. Was it? Yeah. How Nini was home and she missed Friday for Valentine's Day. Yeah. And then, like, she has to get back by Monday for school. Mm -hmm, For her next class. Unless it's a long weekend. Like, I don't know. I don't think so because she was, the teacher was asking her, Miss Jem was asking her, like, describe Monday. And so I feel like she wouldn't be describing Monday if that wasn't what she was walking into the next day. Yeah. So I do think it was probably a Sunday. She also said she had, what, like, three homemade dinners with Ricky. Yeah. So that's a lot mm-hmm. for Saturday and Sunday, but it makes Well, Friday, sense. too. A Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Um, but also, that, that I it's just frustrating that they didn't really resolve the the Gina Ricky stuff from last episode like they did sort of but they really didn't they like kind of like it was very yeah it was very we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) sorry um but yeah so Nini uh basically she starts off she is facetiming Ricky and Ricky is shirtless looking for his hoodie that Nini has stolen then she's like I have to go to the train station and then she gets there and she gives everyone a hug before she leaves and Miss Jan's like okay I'll take you Nini 
and because everyone else has to practice dancing and then they get stuck in Bernadette they uh and then that's where they have the long talks about like Miss Jen tells her why she decided to teach instead of pursuing her dreams of Broadway Nini just gets sad in the car about like yak and how she's taking everything for granted but she wants to go back um and she can't drink tea because uh, or she can't drink hot, hot chocolate. chocolate because it's on the Y-A-C-N-A-Y list, yak, <laughs> never at yak list. Um, but, and she can't whisper either. So yeah, she's getting sad. And then she ends up getting dropped off at the train station. Ricky speeds through. They kiss goodbye. She sings a song, Granted, which I took the note. This was the only song in the episode and it started at 24 minutes, 45 seconds. Wow. So I love that they were relying on the story more than the music this episode, but I also want some more bangers in the future. I I felt like if you're gonna do one song, it should be a really good one. And I love Olivia. I think she's a really good songwriter and I think she's a really good singer, but I was not a fan of this song. So I felt like if they were gonna do one song, I didn't think this one should have been it. I liked it on the first watch. On the second watch, I wasn't as much a fan, but then I listened a few times. And I'm like, okay, it depends on the mood, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think the song is kind of catchy. Like it's stuck in my head for sure. It's called Brandon. It was kind of interesting too. It felt almost like a music video, right? Yeah. With her yeah. on the train and the, and the snow coming. I do like it because it was like, as soon as she stepped on the train, like the lights kind of went dark and she's like, oh, now I'm sad. And like, I'm going mm-hmm. to Denver. Whereas here it was full of life and full of excitement and like the, the themes of that. Um, and it was like, she was imagining that she was in life size in that snow globe or something. <laughs> Jessica, what did you think of Nini's arc this this episode? Um, I so, so I like foresaw like I was like, like like you guys I was like she's not gonna stay at this school. I kind of expected them to do it sooner, so it wasn't like that big of a shock that it happened this episode because I kept thinking like we're not gonna spend a whole season of Nini not at the high school with everyone else. That just like doesn't make sense, and it wasn't coming together like in my brain. And, like, the only thing I was thinking of is, like, okay, you're coming back to East High, but I just don't want her to, like, now all of a sudden, like, replace Ashlyn, like, in the musical. Yeah, we're I was about to ask, do we think that, do we think that was being set up with, like, the whole Ashen is insecure about being Belle a few episodes ago? Like, so, it better not. Yeah, I hope not, because, like, like, obviously we'll get to, like, Ashlyn's story, but her whole thing is, like, she has, like, the personality and the mood and everything about like the way she is is Belle and I would love to see Nini you know yeah join Make a Cogsworth. the musical we still don't have a Cogsworth yeah yes okay I had, I had a, like a thought of who should be Cogsworth <laughs> but I think that Nini probably should just be like one of the silly girls in Gaston because yeah. that would mm-hmm. fit more with her story of you don't have to be the lead person obviously she's not taking like she doesn't have to make acting a career right now she can take a step back. She can just be with Ricky, be with her friends. Like, they also don't have the, like, madame person or whatever. Like, yeah. that's, like, a really good supporting role. She could be that. Like, she doesn't have to be the star. And there's someone else that's just as capable and knows how to play Belle. Like, it doesn't have to be her. Like, people are saying, Belle's a cartoon. Like, it's not about how you look. Exactly, so, yeah. My hot take <laughs> is based off of the preview I think that she's, I think Nini's going to be okay with not really having a role. But Ricky's going to be Rick, annoying. He's going to be annoying. And I I kind of think he's going to try to get her Gina's role. That's how, I, what I was kind of thinking maybe. The feather duster that's barely in the movie? Like, she's barely already in the show. Listen, we stand Babette the feather duster, but she's barely in the movie. AKA she's barely in the show. Like, I'm so upset Gina's not Cogsworth. Uh, Caitlin and I, at least... My prediction is that it's going to be the new guy, not Howie, not Lily, but the third mm-hmm. new guy. There's like a third cast member that we haven't met yet. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't meet him this episode. That's what I was thinking the school. whole time is like, they, they did a gender bent Sharpay. Like, why not give uh, Gina Cogsworth? And we already see in this episode, obviously, we'll get to like Carlos and Gina and their dynamic. But you already see them kind of having that same Cogsworth Lumiere dynamic. And if they're both going to share like choreographers, like that would have been perfect. Agreed. Yeah, you make good points. Yes. I didn't even think of like the Beauty and the Beast analogy, but like Caitlin, I, I don't know if I told this on air or off air, but 
I said that Gina should have been the beast if she wasn't going to get Belle and make Ricky Babette the Feather Duster. Or, or oh, I would have loved that. Yeah. Like, there's a <laughs> there's a million like memes of like Ricky getting the beast is literally every high school production of like the straight male in the show that literally can do nothing and just like gets the lead role. That's actually like very typical high school. EJ is going to be a perfect Gaston, I think. Oh, perfect. But, like, I think EJ's audition was better. Uh, Gina's audition was better. Everyone's audition was better than Ricky's. Ricky's, like... Ricky, like, just walked in. Yeah. That's okay. We're, he just, like, showed up. We're not fans this season. <laughs> no. And we're not big Joshua Bassett fans either, so yeah. watch out. When you saying bet on it, like, it, it was kind of was worse. Like, I thought it was, like, worse than, like, last season. I was like... Yeah, yeah, it took a few episodes for him to like get good again, and then last week he sang that duet with Nini, and it was good. But good. he and I were like yeah. frustrated at his vocal abilities compared to the season one vocal. And abilities. it just didn't make any sense because I've listened to his EP, I've listened to his singles, and he's a good singer. So I yeah. was just like, "What is going on?" Exactly. Um, but uh, uh, we we finish off Nini's story, so she she gets off the bus. She how does she get back to school? Who knows? But she does. That too. Is she Uber? Like I did the love the line lifted. that she walks in and then Miss Jen is looking down and she's like, "Oh, I thought you were a cold, scary girl." <laughs> like <laughs> referencing Lily from the last episode. Oh, um, yeah, she thought Lily was coming for her again. I mean, it was icy. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, <laughs> Lily. Lily caused the storm. But maybe Lily. Yeah. yeah, maybe Lily is also the one that convinced uh, Nini to not go back because she was like, "I want that position." I want to be, get take her spot in that school. Maybe Lily poisoned the little girl at the Broadway show and made yeah. her throw up on Miss Jen's shoe or sheet music. <laughs> like, I, I think so. That was really for awful. Caitlin. The little girl, not 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 Miss Jen. <laughs> Which um, I love. Okay. I, I loved Miss Jen this episode. Same. Miss so, Jen for sure is my character of the week. Yes. I'm with okay, you. So it's either question. her or Mr. Mazzara. Mm-hmm. I have a question about Miss Jen. Cause like, I want to believe, I don't know if this is like, if I'm like walking it wrong, but like when she offered to take Nini to the bus station, was there like a little like nefarious motives of like, oh, Ooh. now Ricky won't be distracted. So I'm going to take Ooh. you back to Denver. Cause it kind of seemed like a little out of the blue. Like, wait, like why would it be, I mean, obviously she's really nice and I want to think she has the good motives, but a part of me was thinking, until she kind of heard how bad like Nina was like feeling that there was a little bit of like like okay you don't go here anymore let's get you back like we, my kids I don't think it. of that in my head I was just like oh she she's just like doesn't understand student teacher boundaries and just wants to be involved <laughs> in everyone's lives yeah. but but no that might have been it like she like Ricky is so distracted like we saw in the previous episode he was like so tired to dance like maybe mm-hmm. she was there and- but I think she has just a such a big yeah. heart. Wasn't gonna like. Yeah, she doesn't and have a really right, big heart. And right before then too, EJ was missing, so it kind of seemed like she was like, "Okay, where's everyone to practice?" And like, they're yeah. fighting. So a little part of me was thinking, "Hmm." She you also know? probably didn't know how to deal with the choreographers fighting. She was like, "Yeah, oh. she was like, I'm yeah, used to she didn't. Ha- she wasn't able to hogtie them like her mom." But, <laughs> yeah. does, Which does is oh. oh, go ahead, Caitlin. I was just gonna say the Miss Jen burglar story. I was literally dying. And then it was just a repairman who was in the wrong building. Yeah. And she's like, he got a nice glass of iced tea because we are good hostess. Even if you rob us, you get good iced tea. I'm going to Miss Jen's house. Um, yeah. Jessica, you watched Glee, right? <laughs> yes. Does Miss Jen kind of look like Terry Schuster to you? Or do you have I even see like it. she's Maybe like, like the, her little sister? Like the good version of Terry Schuster. Like, Terry Schuster was, like, bad. Like, she was, like... Didn't she lie about being pregnant? Yeah. She yeah. was, like, a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Which, I mean, like, she sounds kind of cuckoo. Yes, but I think she's, like, good cuckoo. Yes. My mom has this line. She's, like, is this person good crazy or bad crazy? Like, we don't... <laughs> and I think Miss Jen's on the good crazy line. Mm-hmm. Like, Miss Jen, she doesn't know boundaries, but... But Caitlin's on the good crazy line. Yes, for sure. <laughs> you always need a little bit of crazy in your life. Yeah um yeah uh does that wrap up oh and then basically ricky calls nini he's like please come back i love you forever and then nini's oh. like ricky i'm going to your house <laughs> like yeah. okay i did yeah ahead, I, I did like that nini made the decision before ricky yes. could say anything because i didn't want her to like make the decision for a guy even though like 
maybe a part of it was like she misses Ricky, but there's more to it. Like this is her home yeah. and everything. I just hope that's not the last we saw of Emily. Like, I hope Emily transfers over to this school. I really liked her, and like, she yeah. deserves better. But, but like, I do have to say, be there, so maybe it's awkward. Mm, true. I do have to say though, it was like Rick. Like, okay, Ricky gets told by both like his guy friend and like a close girlfriend, being like, "Do not do that," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," <laughs> and then literally still goes and does it. You think Joshua Bassett? Oh, sorry, Ricky listens to people. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was kind of selfish of him i'm like okay like yeah like your girl is like living out her dreams you don't know that she hates it like don't be begging her to come back to like a high school you know i feel like ricky doesn't know how to like be alone and be like comfortable being alone like Mm -hmm. even if you're like alone watching tv like i don't think he always needs someone around him whether it's big red gina nini and like he kind of has abandonment issues i mean his mom did kind of like up and leave but (laughs) exactly yeah do we want to talk about ricky there's not a whole lot there besides like he misses nini and wants her to come back and like he he laughs at gina's jokes every once in a while and then uh they have a weird dynamic but basically it's all about his focus on nini gina is like awkward around him um but that's about all ricky gets this episode yeah he was just kind of there i do want to ask why does big red let ricky use his car like ricky's not on his insurance plan Exactly, and also after a really bad snowstorm. I was yeah. thinking, like, wait, Big Red has a car? <laughs> like, don't, 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 like, I'm not used to show. high school kids having cars. I maybe maybe his parents, like, is his parents' car, but... Maybe know. it's, maybe as soon as the school's over, he has to go and immediately start delivering pizzas. Yeah. Oh, uh, true. And uh, you know what? The pizza place sounds really profitable. I mean, did you see Howie had a hat? I know. Oh, Salt Lake slices his hat? Oh, so, Okay. No Big Red's mom this episode, though, which was a Which, yeah. But why in the world did they have Howie's character show up, literally just deliver pizza and no cards, and then be like, pizza set up a relationship between him and Courtney because only the minorities can date each other. But, like, trap him in the high school. Like, why would he immediately leave? he's a student there. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's not. Yeah, Caitlin and I think he's part of the, the North High... Little Mermaid production. Do we ever uh, get his age? What if he's an older man? Like 18? Ooh, uh, yeah. I don't think he's too I, old. Like, he's their age. Yeah, like, I know. I just he know. also had a test. I, don't, I know Caitlin loves a good older man, but... <laughs> Drag me more, bitch. Um, yeah, but we... Maybe he goes to North High. Yeah, like, that's... Did, like, did... Did they ever say he went to eat Thai? He could just know the same subject. Yeah, yeah. He he has maybe a science test at the rival school the same day that Courtney has a science test. Do we want to just he talk about- He definitely doesn't go to their now? school. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about him. So yeah, Courtney uh, is texting everyone at the pizza place to like bring her her flashcards so she can study. Um, and Howie's the only one who brings pizza and- uh brings her flashcards and they're like flirty but like the dialogue is really weird he's like i don't need a tip like um (laughs) and she's like what like i'll tip you and she's like no like your tipping can be we can study together i was like this is this weird dialogue yeah very odd he's usually kind of smooth but i was like what is he doing yeah they're definitely setting up like a relationship between them two just Mm -hmm. kind of cute but i am worried for Courtney because I feel like they're gonna set up like a burnout type thing where it's like she's in the play she has to have a job and she like wants to get like good grades so I'm kind of worried I don't want like I love I love her character and I'm so happy that she gets to be Mrs. Pot so like I remember like those you know times in high school and I don't know how she's doing it so I'm very worried for like what they yeah. could put upon that character. Don't stress out Courtney too much. We got a last name for Courtney. I don't know if we've gotten one previously, Courtney Green. Um, and then also we can talk about Seb here because he didn't really have a lot to do. But I love the evolution of their friendship that like they're like best friends. And then Seb has Farmer's Almanac um, that gives him uh, information. He is on Courtney's shoulders at one point trying to get... <laughs> I, I was here for that. Miss Miss Dara Renee put in work. She went, she went, had neck day that day. She was like shouldering the load, literally. Um, and Deb, uh, he, when they got the power back on, he said that the sheep were in heat. So good news, everyone. Um, yeah. We love a good sheep in heat. 
That's what that's what Caitlin calls her stuffed animal. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, their dynamic is amazing. I love that. I, I, Seb's really growing yeah. on me. I didn't really like I, I was like neutral on him in the first season. And then when I heard he was like getting main cast, I'm like, why? He was kind of irrelevant besides like mm-hmm. Carlos's <laughs> boyfriend. And then I, I, I love that they're like finding an identity for him. Because like yes. I just think the person playing Sharpay would have more of a storyline in the first right? season. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't even focus on like the Ryan too. Like then yeah. even the Sharpay was, was like barely focused on. It's like a background extra. They could have made Gina oh, Ryan slash understudy for Gabriella. Like they they're really yeah. sleeping on Gina. Well, also I just like don't understand why they wouldn't give like it was kind of weird. Like usually I feel like if you give someone an understudy like thing, like wouldn't you also want to give them a role? Like, I don't know. It's kind of weird yeah. to just be an understudy. I've never seen like in the high school and community productions I've done, like there's never been, like our understudy was also a role. Like you don't just, it's yeah. only like in Broadway where you have like only an understudy, but even then they're normally in the ensemble. So like yeah. it's the Exactly. Um, but yeah, so we talked about Seb, Courtney, Ricky, uh, Nini, and uh, we talked about Howie as well. So we got half the people, we can, cross off Ashton and Big Red because they were very irrelevant oh. and we can do the final big storylines after. Um, Although, can I just say them flirting like with everyone like right yeah. there. Oh, let's cut off for warmth. I was like, yeah. oh. We can hold each other for a warmth. <laughs> and then uh. I was like, did Kay- is Caitlin going to say something dirty again like she did last <laughs> week? Like, what is she grabbing for warmth? Just- okay. Wait, I just, okay, wait. Okay, I know that his character didn't have a lot of screen time, but I just want to say, I love that Larry came out as bisexual. He's a bisexual Aww. king. Caitlin, you can't jump <laughs> over our new segment with a sorry, sorry. item, and then you're going to, like, <laughs> take it. Yes, we well, well, you know what? We can talk about it twice. It's Pride Month, and you know what? We pride people. We can do what we want. Yes, uh, but yes, I am wearing a pink shirt and blue shorts in honor Aww. of this podcast. Um, we love it. Yeah, but we stand. Well, we missed out on Big Red singing Gaston, and I was oh. so excited when they said, like, we're going to rehearse this number, and then, like, everything well, happened. Big Red's not in the number, right? He's it was just supposed to be Gaston and, or EJ. And- oh. Yeah, they were, like, going to do, like, them practicing after the, like, they couldn't figure out the whole big number, and then they just didn't because, like, everything went to, you know. Yeah, because EJ wasn't there also, um, but, yeah, shout out yes. to Big Red and Ashton. They were flirting a lot, uh. Ashlyn was being a real supportive friend trying to get Gina to talk. Like, Caitlin and I, I thought know. that there was going to be this big blow up between Ashlyn and Gina at some point. I don't know if that's still going to happen. It might later on when Gina, like, snaps. Because I feel like there's a lot of pressure on Gina this season as well. And mm-hmm. I could I, like, I... understandably see that she might get overwhelmed at one point. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for Ashlyn in the sense that, like, look, I get that, like, Gina's going through a lot. But I feel like Ashlyn's, like, trying to be there for her. And Gina kind of just keeps, like, pushing her off. Yeah. And I'm like... I feel like she's like could like I understand not wanting to talk about like your situation, but like she could be nicer, I think. Yeah, I mean, I kind of sympathize with Gina though a little bit because she's like doesn't have her mom around her. Her mom was like her support system. Now she's like yeah. all alone in a stranger's house. Well, not a stranger, but like it's it's not her house. It's not her home. Yeah. Um, and like doesn't have her closest person, and she's like going through a lot, and um, and she's still like you know relatively a new student too. So yeah. like that's never easy. Exactly. Um. And, like, I don't remember season one completely well, but, like, she did have, like, struggles. People, like, thought she was a little standoffish from what I remember. So, mm-hmm. um, like, I kind of sympathize with Gina. But, like, Ashlyn does want to help, and I hope that they can, like, resolve it together. Um, I hope yeah. she focuses on Ashlyn trying to be a good friend. Um, I, I like this episode for Ashlyn because it just, once again, like, solidified, like, why she is such a good Belle. Because they're just showing her like being way more than just like what Belle is supposed to look like is like showing her being supportive and like wanting to be friends and even if someone like Gina thinks it's like weird or annoying that's also like Belle right like she wants like everyone to be happy and she wants like to take care of people and like be there for her father and like friends so I feel like Ashlyn doing those little things it just like solidifies like please keep her as Belle like she has a good boy she could do this (laughs) yeah I'm surprised that we didn't get like an Ashlyn, you know, finding out about EJ to not right. be getting into. I think we'll didn't they that. say? Didn't they say like, oh, was was it Ashlyn that said I'll give you a ride home? Like, yeah, I haven't talked to you in forever. Or was that to Gina? That was to Gina. I think that might have been yeah. to Gina. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think I think we're gonna get like some sort of like family. I don't know if it's the whole family, but 
Yeah. EJ, we've never we've never met their we're parents. Gonna, we're gonna meet EJ's dad at least I think this season. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's gonna happen. Um, and then Ashton will probably find out next episode or something. And like, yeah. Um, because Ashton's grandparents met at Duke apparently. But um, so we can yeah. talk about EJ here. <laughs> so EJ is missing from rehearsals. He's like moping around. He tells Nini that he didn't get into Duke. And I mean, I can relate to that. Like, I didn't get into my top school. And I think, you yeah. Know, despite the fact that I wanted to go there so badly, I think, and like sometimes I still think about it, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's very a very relatable storyline. For sure. Um, I, I didn't have as much pressure on that school compared to EJ where he has like the familial pressure. Yeah. But, like, you do think about it. And I like that Mr. Mazzara talked about him and he's like, sometimes I think about it, but really not that much anymore. And I feel like that mm-hmm. is something that like, if I could talk to EJ, I would say that too. Um, mm-hmm. And like, the universe works in the way the universe works. I think everything is meant to happen like that. And yeah. I think I wouldn't trade my experience with you. So mm-hmm. I, don't know. I think yeah. it'll be I interesting think... to meet his dad. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like such a relatable story of what he's going into of like, oh, I didn't get into my dream school. And obviously it mirrors um, Nini a little bit as well, which is really nice. And I, I just love that they're showing this for the kids that are going to watch this and they're going to be applying to school because you know, I do like I think about the schools I didn't get into, but if I could like go back in time and tell myself like one yeah, thing is that turn. going to like the right college or going to like your dream college, that doesn't really matter. It's the same thing with your major. That doesn't really matter in the long run. And and I'm glad that EJ's seen that that hey, he doesn't have to go to Duke to study theater or whatever other sport he wants to do. If he wants to tell stories, maybe we'll see like a filmmaker or director come out of this to say yeah. a co- co- comment I was like interested I was like how I love everything you're saying Mr. H but how did you read the essay <laughs> yeah no I was yeah like, that was a bit weird yeah was he his college counselor or his college advisor or something Maybe. I don't know but um like my thing with Mr. Mazzara like just because of his essay he thinks that EJ should want to tell stories in the AV club I think that was a little bit of a stretch um but like like since when does the av club tell stories well like movies tell stories Mm. so yeah i don't know but um i i had a point but it lost me uh but basically yeah ej i'm i i think like we're gonna see like some development from ej and uh like and so he said go ahead oh this is not on the same level but like because this is actually like important sort of like and it sticks with you more but like if I, like, I wish I didn't stress about the shit that bothered me in high school as much as I did, mm-hmm. um, especially mm-hmm. in hindsight, knowing, like, how much more important stuff goes on. Like, yeah. I don't know, it feels, like, so worthless, like, things and, to move on. And also, like, something that EJ, like, they didn't bring up, and maybe they could, or, like, they will in the future, but, like, he could go to the state school, transfer to Duke yeah. in, yeah. like, a year or two years, or in, like, save money that way I don't know if he's like he's probably not hurting for money but everyone does or he even said his grandparents went to grad school at Duke guess what you can go to undergrad and then go to Duke like you're still a part of the Duke legacy you know it's yeah. not there's so many other ways to, oh, you know. he mentioned state school so do we think that this is setting up for if it's another season that he can still stay like in the show in the show, yes, not in the theater productions that they do, not in the show. Yeah, like I meant in High School Musical, like this yeah. musical, the series yeah. show. Yeah, well, what state schools like are in Salt Lake? We can ask Lance a lot, but um, <laughs> like maybe maybe. I just assume. Yeah. Utah, BYU, Utah State. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, BYU! I've heard it's like <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Um, let's just hope EJ goes somewhere that he he thrives at. Um, but that's basically yeah. his story for the episode. Um. Yeah, and I, I'm glad that, like, it kind of wrapped up. We called it at the beginning. It's not going to happen, but, like, it kind of wrapped up mm-hmm. in four episodes. We still have eight episodes to go. Uh, maybe, like, a storyline yeah. will evolve by now. Um, and also, yeah. like, more Egypt. Like, this was the most Egypt we got all season, right? Because he was barely in the first or the third episode, and then he showed yeah. up for the second for a minute, but... Yeah. I, I wish they would use his character more, because I do think, like, he's kind of funny, and also, like, he's kind of a douche so it's like kind of like fun to like toe that line exactly yeah um but we got we got gina we got carlos we got miss jen left in this episode am i missing no we did we need to talk about mr mazara real quick yes okay we can talk about mr mazara so 
he's <laughs> hopping around in the background with the flashlight. He's like, beep. And, the, and okay. you hear the music background being like, like the, the horror movie thing. And then also when he pops behind um, Courtney and Seb when they're towering over each other, like he's just like lurking. But he literally doesn't want to know what they're doing. Yeah. I just, okay, when the power first went out, for like a solid like five minutes, I was like, where is Mr. Mazar? Like, she said, Miss Jen said, oh, he's going to take over as like the chaperone and he's nowhere to be seen. And like Gina's taking over. And I'm like, you, sir, are supposed to be like controlling these kids. Yeah. And they were the only kids in school, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they said all the other clubs were home. Yeah. So I don't know what he was up to. He was probably Which just also like, tinkering with his robots. Yeah. Miss Jen, though, she should have looked at the weather and been like, mm, yeah, you guys don't come yeah. in. Yeah. Like, why, why are you staying for two hours when there's a storm coming? Send everyone home. Yeah. That yeah. was a little. Choices. And also, um, yeah. While well, I like his little, like, crush on Miss Jen, that did kind of start, like, pretty fast. Kind yeah. of like it came out, like, oh, yeah. okay, now we're, we're doing this. We're going to go there. Although, like, a part of me liked that he's gonna now be a part of like the drama club and like helping them especially with like the technical side because it it makes it seem like okay the first season was like internal conflict and maybe this season we're building to obviously external conflict with like north high yeah so mm-hmm. it's kind of like that yeah caitlin and i ship uh, mr mazara and Ms. jen uh we don't yes. ship ricky's dad and Ms. jen <laughs> yeah. podcast dance um he's he gonna disappear like I was like, I was very excited for him in the beginning, and now it's like, wait, we're not doing this. We're doing this. What's up? Yeah. yeah. Um. So Miss Jen, her storyline is basically she drives Nini. She has that story about the burglar, and then we kind of learn more about her backstory, more than like getting any development in her character, other than like she helps Nini realize. So basically, we find out that Miss Jen was auditioning to be on Broadway. She was auditioning for the original role of Elsa, um, and then there was a girl there who was young Elsa, and she was very nervous and Ms. Jen kind of talked her into like being more confident and being excited and like gave her some advice and then the little girl threw up on her sheet music and Ms. Jen was like the only thing she could see was the words let it go she's like maybe I should move and then her mom called her like a day later being like East High is hiring a drama teacher and then she moved to Utah Yes. So we finally, I was kind of surprised that that was her career ending. I thought, honestly, I thought she was just going to be like, I just didn't get any roles and I needed money. Like, I was kind of waiting for that. Yeah. Um, I thought like, better. They like gave I kind of thought she wanted to go back to Broadway. Like, Damn, I was kind of yeah. surprised. I was like, wait, I thought you like want to be on Broadway. Like, yeah. I just, like, gave it up. <laughs> I liked, okay. I liked what they gave her, but at the same time, it doesn't align with her character that much, especially with mm-hmm. the first episode. She was like very jealous of Derek Huff. Being like, yeah. he got on Broadway. I could have been on Broadway. Like, um, so yeah, but I, I I did like the story. Like, and what, because it does align with her character, even if like the previous storylines we got don't align with the story. Yeah, also, like, I just can be true. Like, yeah, and I just thought like her character did a really good job of like being there for Nini. Like, she was a good support. And I'm like, that's like, like teachers like that are who you remember so I, I did really like that she got to have that moment with Nini because I think Nini needed that yeah agreed um and then lastly we get Carlos and Gina so we can talk about their beef together and then we can talk about them individually so they are clashing because they want to choreograph be our guests differently Gina wants to do like a can-can French style like big boom number and Carlos wants to do like this noir inspired dance um and they are beefing over it and then they're like okay we can each choreograph a piece of it and then we can take anonymous votes um and then they have a blow up in the hallway um and carlos is basically like i am so scared to perform on stage i'm like then why'd you give yourself the mirror that's my thought I'm like why'd you give yourself a big role uh, but he he's choreographed his sister's quinces and next week is called the quinceanero so i think Ooh. it's about carlos um but yeah, and he's just like nervous and he need, he asked Gina to be co-director to or co-choreographer to help him like because he's so nervous. And then Gina's like, I feel like I don't fit in. I like am the change of scene and I am in a different house. I'm in a different, like I, I'm this random role. I'm not the lead. Uh, and then I'm confused about Ricky and stuff like that. So that's kind of where they're at. 
So as the as the number one Frankie knower on this podcast, what did you think of his of his storyline? Um, I really liked this storyline. It was really interesting because at first I was like, wait, so if we're looking to be our guest, like this is like Lumiere's song. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, Gina has really good ideas. I like Gina's idea cool. more than uh, Carlos's, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So I'm glad that they found a way to come together, and I think they do have. I liked when he said, like, you know, I. There's not, there was someone here that finally loved dance as much as me. Yeah. And I was, I was also thinking like realistically, like how are you guys choreography, being choreographers and you're in the musical? Because like, yeah. that's why I've never seen that happen in high school. You have- Unless you're like a background maybe, character. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely um, like a, a problem it, with interest. Yeah. It's just like the biggest thing. I was like, why is it like Gina Cogsworth um, this would make so much more sense, but I love their friendship and I'm glad we got to see it. It all seemed a little fast, but I mean, you can't complain in like 30 minutes, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that like Frankie's going to get like his time. Yeah. Like, and he yeah. can sing. And he's one of the, great for him. He's a, he's a good singer from like the little we've gotten so far. So I'm excited yeah. to see him bust out some singing more. Uh, just like I'm excited to see more Big Red, hopefully in the future and other characters <laughs> yeah. singing. Um, I just thought it was weird how like, they didn't like like have this choreography thing like I was thought it was weird that they didn't discuss it before going in front of everyone like right. that seemed kind of odd yeah especially because he only asked her at the auditions and I feel like he's he would have probably had ideas beforehand he, yeah. He yeah he has like a choreography bible that he has already mm-hmm. um, yeah. so. and I do like Gina's storyline because on one hand we're seeing her kind of like you know be supportive of her friends even from the audition she, she gave up you know, going out for a solo and just doing the like number with Courtney and Ashlyn and really chose like this newfound family. But I love seeing that there's still that struggle of she wants to be the star, but she also wants Mm -hmm. to fit in and find a family. And so I think that's really interesting. And it's also good that like, hey, she's going to come together with Carlos and they're going to use, you know, two heads are better than one. And I'm hoping that maybe she's the one that like plans the quinceanero for Carla. <gasps> That'd that be so be- cute. Yeah, that would be cute. <laughs> I do think out of all the characters, like Gina's the one that's like honestly going through the most. And um, she's like, the most fascinating to watch each week. Yeah, so. like she has the most complex storyline. Um, yeah. But I, to be honest, I'm not a fan of this Gina and like. I didn't like Gina as much this episode, but oh, you were talking about the yeah. Ricky ship. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop that. Yeah, Gina just, deserves no. honestly, Gina and Nini should dump Ricky and get together. I know Caitlin is a big advocate of this as well, but yes. Yeah. Or well, you just, just like, like you don't have ahead. to have like I mean you don't have to have like romantic love in high school or you know, like you don't have to have any of that. And I liked even like on last episode, she made a big deal about her mom like doing all these things for Valentine's Day. And I love that of just like normalizing, you know, non-romantic love and like your parents mm-hmm. doing that. Like my mom still sends me cards on Valentine's Day. And then like we set out this episode and it's like super bitter, but I, you know, I guess the two things can be true. So I would have loved to like maybe focus more on like, oh, I made a mistake, but like, I'm so happy. Like my mom did this and or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk about with this is that they, they do the, thing that listen i love disney but if they're gonna try to have a storyline about gay characters and carlos like has to like w- walk around the topic instead of like t- going through the topic yeah. mm-hmm. like there was like a lot of references to carlos being like i'm gay and there's not a lot of gay people at the school or like i'm yeah. both gay and a minority and there's not mm-hmm. a lot of us at the school but then he's like there's not a lot of carlos's out there i'm like yeah when he said that line, I literally thought it was going to be, there's not a lot of gay people or people of color. Like we're both person, yeah. like people of color at the school. Like that's what I was waiting for. And then when he's like, Carlos, I'm like, come on, Disney. Like you were right it's there. Thing. Just yeah. do it. And especially it's because they like, won another GLAAD award. Yeah. And the school <laughs> does take place like in Salt Lake City, which like that is a known area for being not super open yeah. to gay people or mm-hmm. people this of color. So like, takes place in California, even though there was a snow. I know, because it's in Utah and like Utah is like kind of very conservative. So it, I don't, yeah. okay. I love the show. I still don't understand why it needed to take place at the same school. Like it could be just yeah. any school. Like 
Right? They really could have. Like, like, I was every school done that. And just say the school, (laughs) yeah, say the school was filmed in like the movie was filmed in like California and just lie. Yeah. Or even if they did like, like high school musical too, where like that big like scene is where he's on the golf course and everything, say like, oh, that's like 20 minutes from us. We should do something based off of that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They did such a whole big thing season one. And now that they don't even like really talk about it, I'm like, well, what was the point, people? Exactly um but yeah do we have any final thoughts on our character journeys for the week no lily i just want to say gina you deserve better than ricky um girly come on yeah i will say the beginning with gina there's like a funny moment where was it carlos that spoke first and then gina and you had the non-existent cameraman like filling tea i was like yeah because he was like he said that Oh, okay, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. But also, they don't. I don't think Carlos understood what he was asking. He should have said, "Do you want to be my assistant choreographer?" Yeah. If yeah. you say co-choreographer, that means you both aren't equals. Like Gina was right in yeah. that sense. Yeah, or even, he was like, you know, or even let Carlos be luminate luminaire and let Gina just be the choreographer. I mean, like obviously she wouldn't get to be on stage, but mm-hmm. that could have been like a whole other story of like now like you're like putting this all together for your friends yeah. and maybe yeah. like her taking a backstage could have been like an interesting something different and it's something all her own exactly like, maybe co. yeah i i still think that like if carlos was anxious about being on stage he should have been babette the feather duster instead of lumiere <laughs> yeah like, don't, don't give it. yourself a big role especially because he had pull he could have been like miss jen give me whoever i want um, mm-hmm. i know I just think too like with Miss Jen like I feel like she should like not be having a student like have so many like managerial position and be on stage it's like a lot yeah. just, like, put stress on him and then he like buys Russian bots to follow the Instagram page <laughs> hey yeah. I one time tried to try to get Twitter bots to follow me. yeah I one time I it was late at night I, I remember I, you were asking me should I do this and I was like no I had a couple of drinks <laughs> Felipe told me not to do this I did I thought this was a good idea not you only did I try to so buy funny. it, I tried to buy it multiple times because it wasn't going through. And so then it didn't happen. Kind of forgot about it. Next day I wake up, my mom is like, the bank keeps calling our house. And I'm like, mm. and the bank was like, did you try to make this purchase? And I was like, what? I did try to buy fake Twitter followers. I mean, when I was in high school theater, we always had a student director, but they were never on the play. Yeah. They were always like, it was always like a senior or like a junior. And like one of the person that they would be a lead, but they like took that semester, whatever it was, off to be like student director. And so like, okay, that's what I'm just used to. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, like I didn't do, I didn't do theater, but my sister did, and they would have like, you know, they they had a lot of crew members that were like they didn't want to mm-hmm. act, they just wanted to like paint and like do that. And yeah. one of them would be like the crew manager, and they would be kind of in charge of that stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly um so yeah that that about wraps up our episode discussion um i do want to say like honestly i feel bad for me because like you know that that's going to be like a day that they all remember for the rest of their lives like being stuck in the school like yeah that would have been fun i i never had that happen but i was like i wanted to get trapped at school overnight or something like that always seems <laughs> fun no. for some tv shows but um we got one song in this episode granted by olivia rodrigo as nini uh that was a great song we'll close that out with it um and then in terms of episode rankings, I have uh, three, four, two, one. I think this is not as good as last week's, although I like the concept more than last week's, I think. Mm. I don't know if Caitlin agrees. I, I could switch these two, though, like three and four. I could switch them. Like, it was, it was a tight yeah. I personally liked last episode's much better. Um, this one kind of felt like almost like a filler episode, even though there was, like, mm-hmm. major things happening. My theory... Is that mm-hmm. this was filmed? This was probably, I think, if I had to guess, this was probably like the first episode they did back. I 100% like that. agree. That's yeah. what I felt like too, which, like, I feel like that's kind of an issue of like if your audience can kind of tell that like this episode was like kind of put together because of like situations. But yeah, it, it really felt like this was the first episode back after quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jessica, do you have episode rankings or do you? Um, I would, I would probably put like the audition episode. That has to be like up there when we saw the cast list, like number one. And this one I'd probably put like in the third spot, maybe. Because yeah. I did really like some of the themes. 
I'm like, yeah, there's some problems, but like you finally get a lot of things that like two and three were leading towards. So. I think this one had the most, I think it had the funniest moments. Yes. Me. And I think yes. it had the most like interesting, like the most drama that yeah. popped. Like I think last week's was more like slow burn drama. And then this mm-hmm. one was more like overt drama, like Carlos and Gina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the scene that really brought like I thought it was really funny. Like anytime Mr. Mazzara is like interacting (laughs) with them, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, and what he drags these students. Oh, like (laughs) this man have a job with the way he talks to them. Caswell, why are you not cavorting with your friends, like or with your hooligan friends or whatever he says? And it's like, like he was giving really good advice to EJ, but he's also like, yeah, like while you're down, by the way, your essay low key sucked. You don't know who you are as a person. Like, I was like, okay. Yeah, not, nothing is as good as though when he dragged Ricky for being Ugh. unreliable. That was so funny. I was here for I was the best. Yeah. Literally loved it. Okay, Caitlin, take us to our High School Musical news segment of the week. So I already teased it, but <laughs> our King Larry, he came out as bisexual. He did a great TikTok where he was like, it was like the TikTok sound that's like popular. The Backyardigans. Like, oh, the Backyardigans. And it's like, oh, like, everyone knows me as this but i'm secretly bi and i just immediately sent that to felipe i was like look at this king we stand we absolutely like it's fun over here join us um but someone pointed out like with larry so we have larry who's bisexual we have joshua who's bisexual we have frankie who Mm -hmm. no go ahead yeah go ahead frankie frankie and i don't know the actor's name yes yeah so Um, we have a lot of representation yeah, yeah. Nini's moms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, the thing that I want to say uh, was the article. Yes. Like 25% about Larry and then 75% about Joshua Bassett and the Harry Styles. Yeah. I was like, <sighs> Caitlin was so upset. I was mad. Like, this is Larry's time. Like, if you want to write an article about Joshua Bassett, write an article about Joshua Bassett. But like, don't make this if about the headline Larry. is about Larry. Don't make yeah. it about someone else. And like this yeah. is Larry's time to shine. Like Joshua Bassett had his coming out moment. Give it to Larry now. It's his week. Yeah. Uh, and we stand. So uh also, by the way, I was just listening to some backyard again songs today because they have some <laughs> bangers. Uh into the thick of it. A banger. Tarzan no. song, a bop. No. The the Yeti They're song. Take, taking over TikTok. I give 100% credit to Barry Jenkins because he brought it back. He was like, I was just watching Backyardigans randomly. And then like people like blew up on Twitter, like the Backyardigans is wild. Um, And shout out to Janice Burgess, who a black queen who gave us this iconic show. And I will say to the day I die, every single one of them is a minority, even though they're all animal critters. They're minorities. (laughs) Look, I love TikTok. I spend all my time on TikTok. If I have to hear another one of those songs, I will throw my phone. I love the them. No, please don't. You know what my oh, favorite what? TikToks these days are? Even though they're like old. I just what? love going through LaRon's TikToks. Jabria, <laughs> are you smart? <laughs> yes. What's, when he like asked them to name things. Yeah. The best. Jabria is a star. Although uh, Taylor, Taylor Cotter and I were talking on Twitter. Maybe Jabria has gone a little Hollywood. I have to say one other thing about Larry. So, well, we do stand. I, okay, I just think it's rude. I don't know if you guys saw, but like in the comment section, a lot of people were like, we been new. We're like, this is obvious. Never say that when someone comes out. Like that's so, so disrespectful and rude and like really is like just dumb. Don't say that. Like like it's not healthy for people to see that. Exactly. I I just haven't said it. I know there's like so many like, kids out there that like this will mean a lot too yeah no i'm really really happy i like love that disney has all these people that are yeah. giving people like the idea that it's okay to be the way you are yeah. exactly yeah. um anyways let's about wrap this up jessica where can people keep up with you um i'm on twitter and instagram at jessica in Frey. so that's pretty much where i'm like tweeting or instagramming maybe great so, meme queen yeah. i love the rainier account that we mentioned <laughs> oh I don't my know god if that was pre-show, but she so survivor <laughs> south africa rainier has a moment and jessica's oh. been using that and making some good parks and rec references today yes um, parks and rec is like my comfort show besides hey, anything like broadway or ice i'm so annoyed <laughs> that there is not one single streaming service that has every single season of parks and rec because like peacock has yeah. like three 
like Hulu has two or something. It's like, Doesn't Peacock have some of it? It has some, but I not think all. it's supposed to be on Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. It's so but bizarre. I guess that's, that's called cable. Yeah. <laughs> I that was that really distribution rights or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so follow Jessica for all great things, but also for Parks and Rec content. Yes. And then Caitlin, where can people keep up with you? And do you want to tease who our guest is next week? Did I what? Do you want to tease who our guest is next week? Well, I don't even know. Who it's is it? The one, the only. You may follow him on Twitter. Is he loves to do his five <gasps> song, his five songs of a favorite artist each week. Caitlin, do you know who it is? It's MJ Clark. Yes, it is MJC Michael J. Clark. Oh man, you are just getting us back to back with banger guests. I will deserve this. And then here, I'll just say it right now. The week after, we got Maddie Fresh, 24, a.k.a. <gasps> G. I don't know. He, he's got good in. Twitter takes. Yes. Uh, he's also a Gilmore Girls fan. <gasps> yes! Oh, my God. Same. Should I propose to him live? I don't know if he's into you, but yeah, you can who, always try. Yeah. Who isn't it. into me? I'm a catch. You're home Oh, yeah. We That's love true. the Gilmore Girl TikTok. <gasps> I know. They're really good. Yes. Wait, Jess, are you, what team are you? Are uh, you team... team- Team, none of the three. I like to pick the outside pick of Marty, but I also <gasps> think that each boyfriend was good for Rory at a time, except for Logan. So I also hate Logan. So. I'm um, team. I guess Logan. Logan has some good qualities, but typically I don't want to pick them, and I do love Marty. I'm Team <laughs> Lulu because Lulu is a queen. Felipe in a six-minute tick. Yes. Felipe got me a cameo from her, and it was the best thing in the Literally, entire world. Literally, you know what, Gilmore Girls fan, I don't know what her price is now, but at the time, it was $20. It, she gave me, like, six minutes of content. And she was, like, so sweet. Like, it was really nice. Like, she really got into detail, and I was like, oh. yeah. Yeah, we love her. Best now. cameo I've ever gotten, honest to God. Aww. Boom. Um, Caitlin, where can people keep up with you? Caitlin Glackin everywhere? Yep. Or yes. K-Drizzle on Insta. That's my rapper name. Love that. Um. <laughs> And then you can keep up with me at what the fleep on all social medias and then Brazil Dragon Pod for the social media handles on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Um, I still need Caitlin to help me with the TikToks for this podcast. But um, you need look, I hate her, but you need TikTok Nicole because I only know how to watch TikToks. I don't know how to make them. Okay, yeah. I uh, I need to reach out to her, but um yeah. You know, fuck then, her. Wow, okay. <laughs> that was aggressive. Um <laughs> So also, uh, we got a Scooby-Doo podcast in the works for this week, Pirates Ahoy, with Touchdown Tommy and Jacob, as always. And then what you're doing is back after a little mini hiatus while Will was in Hawaii. I'm offended that he didn't pack me in a suitcase, even though we, we discussed this. We had a plan, and he still didn't pack me in the suitcase. And then I later found out that he was on a Disney resort in Hawaii. Like, what the- <gasps> that is just offensive to me. But that is. congrats to Sam and Chandler. Sam and has an open invitation to come on this podcast if he chooses, because I know he's talked about High School Musical, the musical, the series on everyone and their brother. But congrats on their frozen. I don't know the verb. Uh, their wedding. Um, and yeah. Or new, uh, new, new topples? New, t- new tipples? New tipples? New pittles? New pittles? Randy New pittles? Randy Newpole? Love him. Anyways. Okay. Uh, with all that said, Stan, Larry Saperstein for good skin. Yes. And then we'll see you next week with the great Michael Jake Clark. Corn dog, corn dog, yummy, 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 everyone. Bye. Ew. What was that? <laughs> That's our Finney's and Ferb sign off. I hate it. Can something shake up every dream I hope for Waking up to everything around me turn cold mm-hmm. Don't wanna go back to second guessing that world But all I left behind has got me feeling so torn mm-hmm. Am I taking it for granted? Everything that I've been granted Are you lying awake with these dreams in the dead of the Something don't feel right Will I take it off for granted And be leaving empty-handed Oh, I feel shaking Everything's changing within me It feels so dramatic How erratic I think Chasing everything Believe the one that chased me
Taking it for granted. 